Hello, and welcome to a case study of effective practices in high-performing Fairfield schools. This paper was written and produced by the Centre for Education Statistics and Evaluation, or CESI, and is read by Natalie Johnston-Anderson. To read the full paper, please visit the CESI website at cese.nsw.gov.au. Have you ever wondered why some high-performing schools are able to achieve great educational outcomes and what practices are used in these schools? Today, we'll look at how a group of seven high-performing schools in the New South Wales Fairfield Network have sustained and built on their successful educational outcomes and what practices they use to do this. Let's start with some background. In 2015, CESI developed the value-add approach to identifying high-performing schools. Value-add measures an individual school's contribution to growth in student achievement while controlling for important contextual factors such as parental characteristics and students' prior achievement. We identified 37 high-value-add or HVA New South Wales government schools. Between 2010 and 2014, these schools achieved improvements in NAPLAN growth scores that exceeded their predicted growth. We then compared the HVA schools to other similar schools to try and determine some high-level differences in teaching practices and school-level initiatives. From this, CESI developed a list of the six effective practices that these schools use to achieve quality teaching and learning for students and a positive professional culture for teachers. These six practices are high expectations, student engagement, effective teaching, whole school goals, collaboration, and professional learning. So how do schools successfully implement these practices? Having identified which practices make that difference, let's now look at how schools implement them. Seven of our HVA schools belong to the Fairfield Network, and these seven schools have all achieved excelling on that value-add measure between 2010 and 2016. This geographical clustering of successful schools created an opportunity for us to investigate these practices in a set of similar schools using a case study design. In this audio paper, we will focus on two parts of that larger case study. Firstly, how the Fairfield HVA schools implement the six effective practices. And secondly, what it is about the nature of these schools that has enabled their success. So where is Fairfield and what is it like? Fairfield is an area in the southwest of Sydney, home to a highly socio-economically disadvantaged community. Four in every five Fairfield residents have both parents born overseas. In the seven schools in this case study, more than 80% of the students identify as having English as an additional language or dialect. The most common home languages are Vietnamese, Arabic, Assyrian Neo-Aramaic and Cantonese. Having set the scene, let's look at how the Fairfield HVA schools implement the six effective practices. CESI identified three common threads that enable the successful implementation of each practice. These are systems, cultures and programs. Firstly, each of the six practices have systems and processes that support the practice. Think of these as the school-wide organisational structures that help to create the optimal environment for that practice to thrive. 
Secondly, each of the six practices also require the fostering of particular cultures and attitudes to promote the practice. These are the values and beliefs that make the practice a shared, widespread and sustainable part of a school's culture. And finally, schools use particular programs and activities to implement each of the six practices. These are the specific actions used to bring the practice to life. It's what teachers and leaders are doing in their school to make the practice real. So for each of the six effective practices, we'll now look at examples of the kinds of systems, cultures and programs that Fairfield HVA schools are using. Our first practice is high expectations. To support high expectations, HVA schools match high expectations with high support in order to make them achievable, with school welfare systems playing a central role in providing this support. Schools intervene early at the first signs of difficulty or disengagement. They take a case management approach where students are targeted on an individual basis and issues can be dealt with quickly and discreetly. Schools use structured and explicit daily routines to promote the expectation that students should be focused on their learning and should make their best attempt at all tasks. And schools have a pleasant and well-maintained physical learning environment which shows students that they are valued and reinforces the school's high expectations of them. To promote these high expectations, HVA schools visibly and explicitly expect success of all students. This requires an individualised approach to develop targeted goals that are achievable for each student. Schools celebrate each student's success across different curricular and extracurricular areas as well as recognising our high achievers who may have come first or won a prize, this includes a celebration of individual achievement or personal best across a spectrum of all different abilities. And schools display and promote student achievement both in the school and the wider community, such as through local newspapers and social media. To implement these high expectations, HVA schools clearly articulate and explicitly teach school values. Social skills are taught and regularly reinforced across all grades. The behaviour management approach is consistent across the whole school with an emphasis on clear boundaries and consequences. This includes everything from how the school uniform is worn to how learning is approached. And additional academic support programs are available to anyone who needs them. This really helps to raise students' expectations of themselves, so rather than feeling that they're in trouble, they feel empowered to improve their learning. Our second practice is student engagement. To support student engagement, HVA schools place an emphasis on teachers developing a strong understanding of their students' cultures and backgrounds. They develop connections in the broader community to open up a wider range of post-school pathways and opportunities for their students. This personal approach keeps students engaged in their learning. To promote student engagement, HVA schools are keenly aware that the key to engagement is a sense of belonging. Considering how many hours per week students spend at school, school is in some ways a second home for our students. These schools have flipped the idea of disadvantage upside down. Although some of their students may be disadvantaged by Australian standards, when viewed from a global perspective, they're relatively advantaged. So these schools emphasise the importance of volunteering, of 
giving back and of looking after others in the community. This feeds into that sense of belonging and connects with high expectations. These schools also develop warm, positive teacher-student relationships to contribute to a student's sense of confidence and connectedness with their learning. To implement student engagement, HVA schools offer a wide array of special programs and extracurricular activities to cater to diverse student interests. These schools really understand that school has to have something for everyone, both academic and extracurricular, to sustain their engagement. So for those students who might not be inspired to come to school completely for their academic studies, these other activities and clubs and programs help keep them engaged in their learning. Our third practice is effective teaching. To support effective teaching for literacy, HVA schools have identified that a combination of both explicit and integrated approaches is needed. Explicit approaches lay the foundation for students being able to access more integrated uses of literacy. Similarly for numeracy, explicit numeracy learning during mathematics lessons underpins success with integrating numeracy into other key learning areas. These schools also ensure that key staff take leadership of their numeracy programming. They make substantial use of data to identify gaps in student numeracy skills and knowledge, and they then can make strategic use of their additional teachers or school learning support officers to intensively tutor students and fill in any gaps in their understanding. To promote effective teaching, HVA schools have a really strong culture of data-informed programming and planning through that ongoing test and learn cycle. While professional learning is used to help teachers analyse data, this process needs to be strongly led by the school executive. These schools have a belief that all students should be able to access the curriculum and they therefore place an emphasis on using learning support staff to foster genuine curriculum differentiation. To implement effective teaching, HVA schools make use of explicit lessons by setting learning intentions, developing individual student goals, providing feedback, and then explicitly showing their students the pathway to improvement. This is what links to engagement. Students need to understand what they're working towards and whether or not they have successfully mastered the skill or concept and how they can improve. Similarly, schools mirror this strategy with assessment tasks by providing explicit rubrics or marking criteria, giving detailed feedback and supporting students to self-monitor their own progress. By making clear the expectations at all levels of achievement, students are encouraged to aim high and build on their previous performance. Our fourth practice is school goals. To support school goals, HVA schools have structured systems for implementing school goals. They develop their strategy, write an action plan, implement the plan, and evaluate the outcomes before embedding it across the whole school. School leadership teams have a clear responsibility for leading the management of change and progress towards these goals, and this is supported by clear and ongoing communication between the executive and the teaching staff. To promote school goals, HVA schools have a culture of evaluative thinking where program evaluation is a routine part of school life and evidence is regularly collected and reflected upon. 
This is supported by an equally important culture of collaboration, where school goals are generated through a consultative process and they're seen as being a team responsibility to implement. To implement these school goals, HVA schools have developed a really consistent approach to using data to drive the identification of goals and to monitor their outcomes. And they use professional learning strategically to link to school goals because we know that ongoing teacher professional learning is what drives these goals from vision to implementation. Our fifth practice is collaboration. To support collaboration, HVA schools have broken down many of the long-standing barriers to making programming and planning a truly collaborative process. This includes developing a set of common core programs to increase consistency in programming. These programs give staff a shared package of content, activities and teaching strategies which each teacher can then adapt for their own students. These schools also have specifically timetabled shared release time, giving teachers dedicated time to work together during the school day. To promote this collaboration, HVA schools develop a collaborative culture gradually over time through collegial and supportive relationships. Schools develop an open door classroom culture where they regularly observe each other's lessons both formally and informally. There are frequent informal reflective conversations and the ongoing sharing of ideas. Curriculum programming is very much seen as a team activity and a collective responsibility. But crucially, Collaborative programming by the executive is what underpins that teacher collaboration. To implement collaboration, HVA schools facilitate staff communication through all sorts of different technologies, including Google Docs, shared drives, the central online welfare system, and regular concise emails to keep everyone up to date. There are shared physical spaces, such as combined staff rooms, to create room for collaboration to take place. Team teaching is also a common practice, where two or more teachers work together with a single group of students. Where appropriate, schools adopt an open committee structure, so all staff are welcome to participate. And these schools also have a lot of cross-faculty or cross-stage coordination of extracurricular activities, helping to facilitate that collaboration outside of some of the traditional structural boundaries in schools. Our final practice is professional learning. To support professional learning, HVA schools ensure that teacher professional learning, or TPL, is timetabled and planned yearly in advance, with some flexibility to respond to emerging needs. TPL is strategically linked to both teacher performance and development plans, and to school goals. These schools have developed innovative timetabling of TPL sessions across schools, such as twilight evenings and super Saturdays. Schools sustain a focus on key topics over an extended period of time, as that sustained attention and time to practice is what creates genuine learning. And TPL is embedded into school routines. It's not seen as an extra demand on teachers' time. To promote professional learning, HVA schools have an open-door culture of sharing resources, asking questions and seeking advice from each other. 
Staff are given some choice in their TPL, as interest drives engagement. Schools identify staff's strengths and interests as a key source of their TPL. There's also a really strong culture of staff leading each other in TPL. This creates that collaborative environment and facilitates ongoing sustained learning. To implement professional learning, HVA schools have a balance between whole school TPL and small group learning. They use high quality external expertise wherever appropriate. However, the majority of their TPL is generally run in-house. This builds staff capacity and allows TPL to be highly tailored to meet school needs and contexts. So having seen how these schools implement the six effective practices, let's turn now to think about what it is about the nature of these schools that has enabled their success. As in any case study, these practices need to be carefully contextualised because part of each school's success lies in their unique contextual features. During focus group discussions, Fairfield staff identified three distinctive features that they felt had contributed to their success. The first one was local area collaboration. Over many years, these schools have developed a series of systems for collaborating with the schools in their local area. This includes principal support networks, ongoing activities between primary and secondary schools, and shared programming days and professional learning opportunities across the schools. Secondly, these students and parents place a high value on education. Staff in these schools commented on the significance of the cultural backgrounds of their students. Many, but of course not all of these students, start school in effect primed by their families to place a high value on their education and to take school seriously. There was also a clear sense that parental support provided within these schools, both implicit and explicit, helps these students to thrive. And this could be as simple as parents ensuring their children have the right books and equipment for school, but it also extends to parents' support for and trust in the work of the school. These students recognise that education is a key ingredient in their future success. The replication of these six practices in other contexts may not necessarily produce the exact same results, but that underlying culture of valuing education appears to create an optimal environment for the six practices to thrive. Finally, there's a really clear persistence by school staff to pursue better opportunities and higher expectations for their students. The staff in these schools, while acutely aware of the disadvantage and aspects of their students' lives, described a determination to ensure that their students would not have a disadvantaged education. Schools cannot overcome all aspects of disadvantage, but schools can be a critical space for better opportunities and higher expectations. This approach pairs the demanding of high expectations and better opportunities with the persistence to consistently pursue this over the long term. The critical point here is the need for appropriate resources, teaching practices and educational opportunities that translate these high expectations into better long-term outcomes for our students. So let's conclude with a brief summary. This case study has demonstrated how the six effective practices are implemented in each of the Fairfield HVA schools. 
We know that each practice has systems and processes to support the practice, cultures and attitudes to promote the practice, and programs and activities to implement the practice. It's also evident that some of these practices co-occur with each other in specific ways. High expectations, student engagement, and effective teaching combine to create classrooms where quality teaching and learning is a sustainable, everyday practice. This is the core work of a school, manifest in productive and cohesive relationships between teachers and students. School goals, collaboration and professional learning combine to create a positive professional culture amongst teachers and school leaders, where ongoing learning is valued and the team ethos is one of cohesion, trust and an openness to trying new ideas. Of course, this study is not without its limitations and these are discussed in more detail in the full report. Nonetheless, this study provides an important contribution to the evidence base on what works best to produce high-performing schools and great educational outcomes. Thanks for listening. If you are interested in reading the full report, please visit the CESE website at cese.nsw.gov.au.